Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This six-question podcast brings together high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas, delivered in an informative and, most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got you six, we got your back. Got you six, we got your back. Got you six, we got your back. I got you six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD. But my opinions come from me. Yeah, I got you six, we got your back. I got you six, we got your back. I got you six, we got your back. I got you six. Sixers, the guest we have today is someone I've known again 10, 15 years at this point. D. Clegg is currently a member of the U.S. Army fitness team, not for too much longer, and that's an exciting thing. She is set to transition to the civilian life not only later this year, but within the next couple of weeks. D is extremely passionate about soccer, an accomplished D1 soccer player, taking West Point to two Patriot Leagues in 2008 and 2011, and advancing to the NCAA tournament. She's an accomplished weightlifter, where she set both records for the bench press in California. D was commissioned as a quartermaster officer, currently a captain in the United States Army. She obtained her engineering degree in 2012 from the United States Military Academy at West Point, where she was a four-year D1 athlete. And she has her MBA in business administration from the University of St. Mary's. As well, she's looking to start her doctorate in physical therapy. D, thanks for coming on to the show. Super excited to chat with you today. So happy to be here. It's so cool to see how successful you've made this podcast, though. Just listening to the episodes, like, blown away by you, man. Thank you. It's because I have great guests. And I just do my best not to handicap them. But no, seriously, I, that's a genuine compliment. <laughs> I appreciate it. So you're so close to transitioning out of the military. I think you're the closest guest we've had so far. It's different. You know, I mean, I, I was planning on transitioning out normally, like regular UQR, but I just so happens that I got injured in an unfortunate way and uh, went through a, a, the medical process, which I had no idea how that even worked until going through it myself. And it's been a roller coaster of emotions and uh, just waiting. I just have to, you just wait a lot. A lot of it's like, has their fate in their hands and you're just waiting to hear what they have to tell you. Excited because a few more weeks and I'll be on terminal leave. It's going to be great. One chapter ends, another chapter begins. Yeah, because it's, I mean, I have a lot of lot of goals for this coming year in terms of career, life changes. It's going to be interesting, but also exciting. So I'm, I'm excited. And a lot of people resonate with that, right? Like that it's, it's hard being in that transition pace because you're yeah. like done. You want to get to the next thing, but now you're kind of like in the middle. Well, you're, it's scary too, because you're like, oh my God what am I going to do? There's been a lot of, I have no, I want to get a job or if I'm just going to wait to start school. I actually talked to a friend a little bit ago and he was like, I could get you a consulting job. I'm like, Hey, maybe, but kind of want to see what happens. I don't want to like rush into anything. I kind of want to enjoy 
not having a commitment for like just a little bit where you're like, I get to do whatever I want with my day to day. I don't have to tell anyone where I am. I don't have to show up any place unless I want to. That's going to be cool. But I feel like it's going to be weird because I'm used to a schedule. I'm used to a schedule. Speaking of schedule, which is synonymous with what we do in the military, right? You're at this point where you really have to embrace that white space, like you said, and then also find what's meaningful to you. So as you reflect on your time in the military, as it comes up, is there something that you've continued to implement every day? My biggest thing is, okay, I have to have a routine. That's number one. Um, I have to get up every day at the same time, because if I let my, even, even my sleeping in days, I like will get up by seven. I'm like, that's my sleep in time. Seven, seven thirty max. I can't really sleep in later than that anyways, because my body doesn't let me, but I'm like every day I tell myself, oh, you're going to get, and then you're going to drink your cup of coffee and then you're going to start your day and you're going to do like what you planned. I'm, I'm like a big planner when it comes to like daily activities. When I go on vacation, total different person. I'm like, let's do whatever. But my other, my other biggest thing that I've taken from the military is I, I hate being late. And I think punctuality is like super important. And it just kind of, is like a respect thing. Like if you respect someone, you're respecting their time and you're going to respect like the time that they set for something and you're not going to be late. I, I, I have friends that are always late and like, I know that's who they are and it's fine. And I love them still, but I'm always the person that shows up 10 to 15 minutes early because I, it like stresses me out knowing I'm going to be late. Like the, the buildup to some sort some type of event, whether it's a dinner, it could be coffee. Hey, meet me for coffee at two. I'm going to be there at one fifty, ready, probably already have your coffee waiting for you. Like that's the kind of person I am. And I feel like it kind of tells you a lot about someone if they value your time enough to like, if they're going to show up on time or that's, that's their way of showing that they value you. So that's like my biggest thing. And I, I I'll never change. I don't think that'll ever change for me. Did that come from a specific time in the military? It's actually funny because my mom is the complete opposite. And I grew up with running late and it always stressed me out. And I like, my dad is the, we have to be at, on time. We have to be on time. My mom is like, I call it's like the Italian time we call it because she, her whole family is Italian. So she's, she's pretty funny. She's just like, Hey, we'll just get there. You know, like she says she's going to be on time, never on time. And I love the woman. She's the best, but I am like, I'm like, mom, we got to go. We got to get there. And then when I went to West Point, that was like, I was so sketched about West Point because I didn't know what it was going to be like. But then the schedule and the regime was like, oh, I can do this. I have to be here at this time. I, you know, and you're like, I mean, you ran, you ran around West Point when you're trying to get to classes essentially, right? Because you're like, I can't be late. Otherwise I'm going to get in trouble. It just made it a bigger thing for me. Like I was like, I have to be on time. It's like, you're penalized if you're not on time or if you're not early. It's just ingrained in me now. And I, my husband is like the total, he doesn't care. And he's in the air force, but he's like, eh, whatever. I'm like, oh my God, hurry up get dressed. We got to go. We got to be there. <laughs> so those people like your mom, your husband, you know, those friends, and I think we're not going to say who they are, but we know who they are. <laughs> yeah. Do you give them an earlier time or? Oh yeah. That's yep. 100%. So I actually just went to a wedding a couple months ago and like, we literally have a friend that's always like her. She's always late. You know, she's going to be late. So we actually told her the time was like an hour earlier. And so she was actually on time and it was she had no idea. She's like, oh, look, we're on time, guys. We're like, yeah, because we told you it was 45 minutes earlier than it actually was. And then, <laughs> then she made it. So I, but I'm never that person. I will be, I'm the one that's like, let's go, let's go. Like, if you have to get ready in the car, get ready in the car, but we got to go. 
So I, I'm always going to be that person too. I'm never going to, I, uh, stresses me out so much. That's like a pillar. When I think of decleg, that is a pillar, right? Like the punctuality is there. You've started to reflect on your time, West Point, in the military, being on the first iteration of the U.S. Army fitness team, which in and of itself is just an incredible, cool thing. Have you started to look at like a skill or ability that you've picked up, you're looking to learn or you want to kind of grow? So actually, I have been trying to develop my listening skills. Um, and that means being a, an active listener, like always, right? So like, I've always been one of those people that's very good at reading comprehension. Like I can read something and like adapt, like understand it instantly. But I, I like, I was never really like a verbal lear- like listener, like learner. It was hard for me to just like grasp what someone was saying. And then also I have selective hearing. So I will also just shut my ears off sometimes and like block people out when I don't want to listen to them. Um, so I've actually been trying to work at being like way more of an active listener with relationships. And then in like the learning process as well, I've been like, I listen to a lot of podcasts because it's actually been helping me and like um, audiobooks. Audiobooks has been such a huge thing for me because it's being able to listen and grasp the material, but also with podcasts, like I've just been loving podcasts because it's, it's like, you can have it on the background, but then you're like, you're still like picking up on it. And I'm trying to like still get that where I'm, really engaged with what's going on in that background noise. So I'm not always like turning people off because I realized I was doing that a lot. Like I would just ignore people unintentionally and, or I wouldn't pick up on everything they were saying. So I'd miss like important pieces of something they were trying to like divulge to me. And I'm like, Oh man, I really need to be way more of an active listener. That's been my biggest thing going forward. I, especially like going into the civilian world, you really have to be an active listener for anyone you want to work with. And, and anyone that's like, I want to be someone that anyone can reach out to and talk to. And I want to be able to always be engaged with them when they're talking to me and confiding in me. So that's been like my biggest thing. I'm like, I got to keep working at that. And I, I pretty much try to work on it every day if I can. When you say work at it, what specifically are you doing? Give us an example of like, so, Hey, I'm, I'm conscious that someone's talking and pay attention to the words. Is there like pauses after someone speaks? So I try not to be the sole speaker either in a conversation. Like I'm the, my husband like loves me cause he doesn't like to talk a lot and I'm the talker sit there on the phone with me and I'll just be chatting it up. And I'm always just like, okay, tell me about your day. And I like try to pull more from him. And I'm like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, especially cause we're not together all the time. Cause he's, he travels a lot for his job. So um, I really try to get him to bring that out of me too, where I'm just like, like, let's, you know, let's talk, talk about it. Same thing. I talk to my mom like every day. So I pretty much just make sure I actually give her the opportunity to talk to me about whatever is going on, especially because we're like, we're planning our wedding. The actual wedding ceremony is in a week. And so she's like, been, she's been like, we need to do this. You do this. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure I listen to everything she's saying, taking notes on it, know what we have to do when I get there. Like, I don't want to show up and be like, oh my God, mom, I totally forgot. You know, so just stuff like that. Or I, I will reach out to friends just so that way I can actually have conversations with people every day. So I'm not, especially not text messages. Like text messaging is cool. It's great. But I'm much more of a phone call conversation person. I love to actually like hear someone talking and it's just, I feel like it's a closer connection, honestly, than just, Hey, I'm going to shoot you a text. Like I love a good, a good phone call. So I've been at least reaching out to more people and being like, Hey, let's like, what's going on with your wife? Tell me about it. Nice. So you heard it from D. 
She's bringing back the cordless phone. It, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be cool again. Just wait for it. I will answer if you call me. That's the thing. I am not one of those people that's like ignore. I'm like, yo, what's up? You want to talk? I'm here for it. <laughs> this is proven. I've called her many a times, and she's always picked up. So <laughs> I, I can a hundred percent back that statement. So going forward in the next chapter, D, right? Like you've had a lot of experience being a D1 athlete in of itself is a completely like different life than you had in West Point, being in the military, being a high performing athlete in the military, right? Is there some like, I don't know, let's say a book or somebody, some like a talk or something that's just super like really influenced that drive that continuing to like be better? So this was actually something hard for me to, to pinpoint. So I'm like, I'm actually more of a, I like to read for enjoyment and pleasure. And I don't really like read a whole lot to gain knowledge from people. I, I think I'll get there at some point, but I really like pleasure reading where it's like, I can just divulge in a Harry Potter book for like, you know, seven whole books, right? I use the course concept. When I did the CrossFit level one course, I learned so much in that. And it was like just the start of being this athlete, right? This that brought me into this new world of competitive fitness, right? I've always been a competitive athlete like that. Literally, I started playing soccer at the age of four. But when I graduated from West Point, it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now that I don't have soccer anymore? I, I need something to like get this energy out or something I can focus a goal and have a goal on. Like I did the level one and I had zero CrossFit experience. I just was like, I'm going to check out what this is about. And I, I learned so much and I think it like, it drove me to like, want to do more. And like, it, that is essentially is what sparked the concept of me. Like I could become a good athlete, but then I could also influence other people with this. Right. Like I like fell in love with the concept of coaching someone and like learning how to coach. Like, cause I coached soccer for a little bit too. Like I got to coach younger kids. It was super awesome. And I loved that. And I just, I fell in love with the idea of not just training my body, but also training other people and seeing what they can do and like helping people like get fitter and healthier. I mean, I've done the level one, I've done the level two. I started taking a nutrition course because I just wanted to, as much as I could in terms, like, how can I help other people, right? Like, what can I do to benefit others in a way? And that, that's actually driving me to do what I want for school. Like I'm, you know, I'm obviously like, you know, applying to a physical therapy program because I want to help people and help fix people. I I've taken so much of my experience, I think going into it, because I don't want to just be like a clinical PT that just tells you what like exercise do. I want to like fix people. I want to like bring my own experience with like pain and injury and actually like my athletic background and be like, Hey, this is what I think is going to work best for you. And this is what I'm like, I want to be a hands-on person. I want to like help the physical therapy programs, you know, become better in a way, not just like, oh yeah, go do those exercises over there. It's like, we need to be more engaged with people and more hands-on. And I think that started with me learning so much about the basics of CrossFit and how our bodies should be moving in proper form and all of that. And how much more we can do with our bodies if we just move them the right way and engage the right muscles and all of that. So that's like my, my, I think that's kind of where it started and I'm never going to like lose that love for CrossFit. But, you know, I've obviously switched gears because of the injury. So I had a bet with myself. You were going to say Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> I was so. going to bring it up. I was going to have Harry Potter. You did. But I didn't you feel did. like, <laughs> but I didn't feel like it was an appropriate. I mean, I love Harry Potter. I started reading it when I was fifth grade. It is 
the best book series of all time. And anyone could fight me over it and I will win. That's true. You will lose in a fight with D. <laughs> yeah. But, but so. it's, 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 you're starting to see, right? Like we've already kind of peeled back some of the layers of you already, but it's all the same, right? All these circles of growth are rooted in core values, right? Punctuality, coaching, uh, active listening. It's all building on itself, right? And you talked about pain, right? And being able to mitigate pain for other people. You've also gone through a lot like failure, yes. pain. Oh man, I have a story for my first failure. And I'm actually going to throw it back to West Point because I will attribute this moment to, it was a, it was a significant life-changing experience for me. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but I got a little bit in trouble my sophomore year for everyone. It would be yuck year if you're a West Pointer, you can recall. I may have gotten a little bit of uh, an alcohol situation where I actually didn't get pinpointed for alcohol, but I definitely did something that was not a good look. And I really let down my team actually, because it was during our season and I stepped down for the remainder of the season. And I had, I worked it out with like, I mean, I had a very emotional conversation with my coach and she was like, you know what, we're going to have to suspend you for the remainder of the year. And that was probably one of the hardest moments I think I've ever had. Because I didn't, I realized like I had been putting myself first, right? I didn't, I didn't think of the team before myself. I just wanted to have fun. And it was a super selfish act. And I regretted that. I regretted it instantly. You know what I mean? Like I knew that I had done something that like my teammates couldn't look at me the same after they were like, you like not, not, I mean, it's not that I didn't perform well in the game. It's I, I I didn't perform well as a, as an actual human. Like I, I just let my team down, and that that changed me in so many ways. I um I'm mean, so I had to take that season off, the rest of the season off. I actually joined the track team and made some really great friends who inspired me to be better. And it was it that was like I, I, the it was kind of like I had to make that mistake to meet these other people that helped influence me going forward because I like. They helped me kind of circle back into like where my faith was too. I was really being super selfish and I wasn't even being true to my faith. Um, I actually, I joined um, FCA and like started, you know, t- you know, the fellowship of Christ, you know, the, uh, at, at West Point. So that, that was super helpful too. It like totally changed my perspective going forward and how I could not just be a better person, but how I could be a better teammate. And, and then it kind of shaped everything for me going into the, into the army as well. It's like, it's, this isn't about you. It's about the team and what you can do for the country and everything. So it's, it's one of those, it was a huge monumental moment. I didn't know it at the time, but it was something I needed to happen. And it was a failure, but it was also something that like, it was a success overall because I needed that. I needed that to, to become a better person and to, yeah, to just really like look forward and, and see what I could do for others, that's kind of shaped me now because now I'm just like, I want to do things for everyone. I don't like, it's not about me. It's about what I can do for other people. And I think that, you know, that I needed that. That's an interesting piece because you zeroed it on there of like all the different things with like the recent, you know, your injury and coming back from it, right? It's, it was that moment where you zoomed in and be like almost forced personal accountability. And it took you to be like, I need this to happen. I got this going forward. I know how much this sucks for everyone who believed in me, had faith in me. I had faith in myself 
and I let everybody down. And I never want to experience those depths again because that's not who I am, like you said. Yeah, it was it was really hard, but honestly, it's it made me a better person going forward. And I it actually made me um, want to stay at West Point more because I had wanted to leave for a little while and like going through all of that and realizing that I had a lot of people that were still supportive of me and like wanted me to succeed, do whatever they could to help me succeed. Like I went, uh, I had a really great counselor that like he worked, he was a, one of the athletic, you know what I'm talking about? Center for enhanced performance. Yes. So he was the best Dr. Pim, me and him still talk. He is the man. I met with him every week during that time. And he just, just made me just like, I loved that guy. He brought so much out of me. It's definitely shaped who I am today. And I'm so glad that it happened. Like looking back on, it, I'm like, I, I needed that. Cause I, it was like a kick in the ass. Like, what are you doing? Get your shit together. Like, this isn't about you, you know, stop putting yourself first. So it was, I needed that. Yeah. It was really great. I mean, it ended up being great. You need to take ownership of yourself before you can lead others. Yeah. That's beautifully said. So as we've continued to talk about reflection, right? Because before you go on to the next chapter, right? You want to look kind of, in the, you want to not kind of, you do want to look in the past and say like, Hey, this is, this was good. This is bad. This is where we want to kind of improve. This is where we want to sustain. Is there something, let's say, let's just look at the last five years, right? There's been a lot that's happened in the last five years. What, what has most improved your life? Is there like a new belief or behavior habit? It's so cliche to say, trust the process, but I really have, I've had to really just believe in it. Like trust fully in the process. I, I've had a coach actually the last five years who is freaking phenomenal. And he has stuck with me through. Give him a shout out. Keegan, Keegan Dillon, you're the best. He's been with me through this from the beginning since like 2016. He's been coaching me. When I got injured, he knew instantly what to do. It was like one emotional support, but two, it was like, what can we do to help my back get stronger to, to strengthen everything around it? How, how am I, how are you doing emotionally? Like it was like check-ins constantly with, Hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How's this? Like, how's your body feeling? But like, how are you emotionally, mentally, that kind of a thing. Um, and I've never trusted so much, so someone so much as I do with him, just because he has been amazing. And like, before it was always like, Oh, people say trust the process. Like you just got to really buy into it. But like, nobody's ever, it's like one of those, say, it's like, Oh, you just say that to say it. But like, that this this injury like 100% has made me believe that you really have to because i literally could not sit i couldn't drive i couldn't bend over i couldn't lift my leg my my nerve pain was so unbearable that i like was stuck laying on the floor on my stomach for days literally couldn't do anything and the first thing was like we we're just going to walk so i i couldn't do anything i went from squatting 300 plus pounds deadlifting, you know, over 350, like regularly to, I literally couldn't bend over and I couldn't like pick anything up off the ground. So I was like, okay, we're just going to walk. And I walked like hours every day and we were in quarantine. So I was like, it's beautiful outside. It was the summer. I walked every day, at least five miles. And it was the only thing that felt good, but it was the, and it was the only thing that made my back feel good. So it was, he, and that was all him. He was like, we're just going to walk. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. I didn't even, I didn't bike. I didn't do anything else. I just, I just literally walked. And it's like, it brought me back down to like, okay, I'm going to ground myself and go back to this basic, like 
where my body needs to kind of build back from. And it was over a course of, you know, six months. And then we made the decision that I needed to get surgery, but we did everything we could. I mean, I was feeling better ish, but I wasn't where I needed to be. And I wasn't in a place where I could live my daily life and not be in, not, I couldn't live with the pain anymore. So that's why we made the decision for surgery. But then since coming back from surgery, it's like my body right now, I think is actually stronger than it was before. And I have less back muscle, like my lower back. I lost all the muscle in my low back from atrophy, which is fine. And it's like, I'm trying to come back, but like everything else, like it's, it's amazing what you can do if you just believe in someone and be like, you know what, I'm not going to do all this extra stuff that they like a lot of people are like, Oh, what else can I do? What else can I do? Can I do this on my own? Should I add in these, these movements? Like if your coach knows what they're doing, they're going to give you a, they're going to have a plan for you and what they can do to help you get better. And I like fully trusted him and I didn't do like any extra crazy shit on my own. I was just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Yes. I went to physical therapy, which was, you know, it was somewhat beneficial, but having someone that really knows what they're doing and that cares about you and supports you like 100% trust in him and, and his process and what he's going to do for me, because I've, my recovery has been, exponentially better than I thought it was going to be. So I have like such high hopes for the future and knowing that I have this like awesome coach that's always, and and a friend, he's not even just my coach. He's like one of my really great friends. I mean, he's a great coach to anyone though. Like he, that's just who he is as a person. He's going to do anything he can to find the best ways to help you. And if he doesn't know how to do it, he's going to find someone that he can get that knowledge from or learn about it. Like, that's, and that, and that's the kind of, I want to, like, I, I want to get as much information if, as I can. So that way I can help you in, in the ways that you need. Right. I, it's cliche to say, but I 100% follow that, that live, that lifestyle of, Hey, trust the process and, and don't just like, cause some people just quit. Some people will quit so easy. Like, Oh, this hasn't been working. It's, it's only been a month. Like you can't just give up after a month or say like, Oh, it's not working. It's just like nutrition. A lot of people get upset that they haven't lost weight or that the scale has been three weeks. Like it, it, you have to buy into it and like continue working towards it. You can't just like, Hey, it's not, it hasn't been working for three weeks. It takes a long time. It takes years. I, I mean, look at me. It's been, I injured my back. It's almost been a year since surgery. It's been a year and a half since I injured my back and I'm moving a lot better. Yeah, sure. The nerve stuff is still like, eh, but it's so much better than it was. Like I know that I can at least live my daily life without, without, pain all day. And that's, Hey, that's, that's a win. I can function as a normal human. And that's, a, that's a win. What you said about trust the process is it something I don't want anybody to overlook, but in order to trust the process, there's a contract and the contract is having expectations. We're going to trust the process for six months, a year. It's not a day, a night. Like you can look back and be like, Oh, all that success happened overnight. But that expectation you need to have going into the process while you're in the process, because there's an endpoint and you revisit it and you say, where are we at comparative to, and to have somebody else there, a teammate, a coach, someone who functions as both, like you said, is so powerful because they help hold you accountable to continuing on the process. Exactly. And honestly, I have had no set expectations. Like me, for me, it was, I want to get to a point where I don't have daily pain. And when I started not having daily pain or pain all day, I was like, okay, we've, we've reached that milestone. Like 
cool. What can I do tomorrow? What am I going to be able to do tomorrow? The next day, in a week, two weeks. And I'm like, I get excited because I don't have like a, I want to be at this point at this day. It's like each day I'm like, what, what am I going to do today? Am I going to like hit a new PR post-surgery PR? Am I going to be able to run? Like, I mean, I, I, there's certain things like I have, I hadn't been able to do. And it's like, maybe I can start jogging again, or maybe I can start just like, and it's, there's no expectation because I can't get upset. It's like, if I can do it, that's freaking awesome. I'm amped. I'm amped up. Cause it's like, what am I going to be able to do tomorrow? What am I going to be able to do in a year? If I keep on this trend of doing what I need to do and following what this program is telling me to do, who knows where I'll be in a year, but it's like, you can't always have a set expectation. You just need to go. You need to on, on the daily basis, be like, all right, what is this? What, what's today going to give me? What, what am I going to be able to do tomorrow? Rather than, oh, I didn't do this yesterday or I sucked at this. Like, hey, tomorrow's a new day. There's always a new goal for the next day. And you should, shouldn't always be like, if I haven't lost weight by this point, unless that's like you have to make weight for something, there should be no, oh, this is my end goal or this is the day that this goal ends. It should be like, it's a, every day should, you should be tr- trying to improve. And like every day, should, you should have some form of a win. Don't, you know, just look for like the positive. But that pretty much for me, it's like every day I look for a positive and I'm like, Hey, I feel better than yesterday. That's what's up. Like that's, I'm happy. What's your win today? Ooh, my win today. Well, I got my, I, I, I did talk to the transition center today and I found out when I'd get my orders. So that was a win. Cause I'm ready. You know, I'm just amped up. Ready to start the next chapter. Yes. Yeah. And well, and I, you know, I took my GRE on Monday. I should get the final score soon. Crushed it though. So. There's like little things. That's why we have a segment at the end of the show called, you know, stacking the wins, right? People can write in, tell us your wins. I want to talk about it. I want to acknowledge them because we need to do that in order to keep moving and keep trusting the process. So finally, D, to close out, right? You've hinted at it. How are you better than yesterday? Well, okay, let's see. So every day I try to set a goal. So whether you achieve the goal or not, I guess I would be a successful day for you. But honestly, like, as I wake up and I try to give myself really no full expectation of how the day will go. Like I, as long as I end the day on a positive note and like with a smile on my face for me, like I didn't have any pain today, which is fantastic. I went to physical therapy. I did some cool exercises and I had no pain, which is like, hell yeah. Cause when you live, a, when you live almost a full year with just daily pain, those are the daily wins for me. I'm like, I can bend over and tie my shoes. I can. You know, I can do things that I couldn't do a year ago. And th- that, that for me is like every day is it went like that for me. I try not to, I try not to be too negative. D is better than yesterday because she lives a purpose driven life, right? You, you find a way to find a smile, celebrate those wins and just keep moving forward. D, where do people reach out to find you? Yeah. So my Instagram is a little tricky because, uh, it's sweet D 24, but there's three E's in sweet because I'm just. That's who I am as a person. Uh, I made that Instagram back in like freshman year at West Point. So it's been rolling deep for 10 plus years. <laughs> uh, and then my Facebook is actually my first and middle name. So it's uh, actually Deanna Lucia, which is weird. But yeah, find me at Sweet D. I'm also on Twitter at Sweet D24. So what up? All the platforms you can reach out to D. D, again, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for going into, you know, that transition period and just not only embracing it, but just being so excited about it and sharing that with us. 
And of course, thanks for having our six. Yeah, of course. So happy to be here. Thank you. Six is running a new segment in a couple episodes, and I'm super excited about it. Talking to all these incredible high performers, I've realized we need to stack the wins to achieve massive success. And I want you to know I have your back in these accomplishments. Let me know. Go to either Twitter or Instagram. Got your six pod with the number six. There's a Google form there. Let me know a win you or somebody else recently experienced and deserves some recognition. I want you to know I'm stacking the wins with you each episode, so we'll give you a little shout out at the end of each episode, just so you know we got your six. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.